episode 21 of Humans of Magic, the show that goes deep into the lives of our favorite magic players. I'm your host, James Sue. Every episode, I sit down with a guest and try to have an interesting conversation with them with no boundaries. The goal is simple. I want to learn more about who my guests are, not only as magic players, but as human beings. Most of the time, we end up talking about, wait for it, life. Yes, Magic the Gathering is an amazing game, but we are all about more than the game. If you're interested in the power perspective and getting to know the motivations behind some of the best players in the world, then this is the show for you. Before we get started, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. I've been a competitive gamer and magic player for a long time. I recently wrote a book about my own experiences with the game called Magic the Addiction. As you can probably guess, I was so involved with the game that I had to evaluate whether it was good or bad for me. After much soul-searching and writing, I've climbed out of that dark hole. Now I want to study how other players view the game, and that's where Humans of Magic comes in. Okay, so for this week's episode, I am talking to Jerry Thompson. Yes, that's right, Jerry Thompson. I know I said his name twice, but that's fine. Jerry is without a doubt one of the biggest professional Magic players around. He is everywhere on the pro scene, whether it's on the Pro Tour, Grand Prix events, or the Star City Games circuit. But that's not why I'm talking to him. You see, Jerry wrote a recent post on Reddit called A Rebuttal, The Lifestyle of the Professional Magic the Gathering Player. It was a rebuttal to an anonymous article written by another player, but Jerry's post was awesome and totally stands on its own. Basically, he wrote a highly personal account of his experiences with the game and also revealed his lifelong struggles with depression. Call it a cautionary tale, call it a true account of the grinder lifestyle, call it what you will. But all I knew was that after I read his post, one thing and one thing only was on my mind. I needed to talk to Jerry Thompson. I needed to find out more. I needed to get his story behind it. And so, that's exactly what I did. What started off as a regular interview with Jerry started going off into the territory of extreme honesty and introspection. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hey Jerry, man, how's it going? Not too bad, James. How are you? I am doing excellent. I am, I guess, very excited to have you today on uh, on the show to just talk about a bunch of things. Me too. And you're you're asking the hard hitting questions, which I like. <laughs> I hope so. But uh, whereabouts are you uh, tonight? And uh, are you on the on the East Coast? I am on the East Coast. I live in Roanoke, Virginia, currently. I just woke up from a nap, so I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, okay. Is uh, is it pretty usual for you to have the the power naps in the in the evenings, or? I don't know. Like, it, it this is like kind of a recent thing. Before it would just be like, you know, I'd be I'd be a lot more busy, and now there's not a lot for me to do this weekend, so I'm not like go 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 or anything. But 
I, I woke up kind of early, at least for me, just like sleeping from like 4 a.m. to 10 a.m., you know, so it's like I'm not really getting a full night's rest or anything, but then just afternoon hits me and it's like, yeah, I need like an hour and a half, so. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So is it pretty unusual for you to not have a tournament on the weekend for a change or are you going out there to a tournament like literally every weekend or every other weekend well it different people handle it differently for me i'm in uh, like i'm in the town where star city games is located and a, a lot of the other people that play basically as much magic as me that live here go to like open series events they go to grand prix they go to uh you know pro tours when they're qualified and stuff and I think we play a little bit more Magic than, like, the average pro player who is mostly just doing, like, Grand Prix and Pro Tours. So, yeah, most of the time there is a tournament every single weekend, and this this is, like, a point for me where I, I went pretty hard for the first six months of the year when I moved back, and that was great. It just, like, you know, got my mind off stuff and gave me, to, gave me something to focus on and everything. And now I'm kind of just, like, scaling it back a little bit. Like, there's Eternal Weekend this weekend, which I'm, I'm sure you would be attending if you were here, but... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wish I could. Uh, I, are you going to be doing that? I'm not, actually. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I sold most of my Legacy cards a while ago, and I could I could get a deck, but it's like I don't have vintage stuff either. And uh, it's, it's a tournament with prizes, and the prizes are good, but it's not really working towards any of my goals or anything. So it's like, all right, I'm just going to sit this one out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then you mentioned that you just kind of moved there. Was it... It's been about six months, or has it been like since the beginning of the calendar year? I moved actually just in January. There was an open in Cincinnati, uh, I think during New Year's. I think I just ended up here like January 3rd or something. So I flew from Seattle to the open and then rode back with some Roanoke guys. Right. So you were in Seattle before that. That was with uh, Wizards. Is that right? Yeah, I moved there for Wizards and then... uh, Ended up leaving there, but I, I was still just around in Seattle. I see. I guess the reason why I reached out to you is because recently you wrote a very interesting piece on Reddit. It's unlike a lot of the magic writing I've seen. It was a kind of a response to an article that someone else wrote. So just for full context, I'm wondering if you could kind of set that up, sort of t- take the listener through sort of what was going through your mind as you were writing that or what what led to that and also just a bit of a recap so that I can I, I mean I could recap it for you but I want I don't want to you know represent you unfairly so I mean maybe you kind of just go into um, that piece of writing and how what what led to that sure so uh, as you mentioned it was uh, kind of a rebuttal to an article that Matt Sperling posted on his blog it was not written by him but it was written by another uh, professional magic player and I know who that person is now but I did not know at the time of the writing and I don't know I, I read it uh, maybe like a week before I posted my thing and just kind of like let it go but it was like you know I, I saw myself definitely in in various parts of what they wrote about is basically just like about the grind and how everything blurs together and it's just like you know what are we doing here and it it definitely takes a toll on you just like all the traveling and at times, it, like being a professional Magic player is not all that rewarding because you're just like grinding Grand Prix and stuff. And uh, part of it, which I don't think was like explicitly mentioned in the article, 
But one of the things that I always found kind of strange was just like how quickly you're forgotten. It's like you can win a tournament in one week and then like the next weekend, like there's already another tournament someone else won and they just forget you, you know? And it's like you see someone like a month later and they're just like, yeah, dude, I don't remember anything that you've accomplished this year, you know? Just like people forget very quickly. So in, in that sense, it's just like not very rewarding. That just kind of adds to it. And I don't know. Uh, yeah, basically it was like, I've, I've definitely felt like that at various points in my career. And uh, for me personally, it was like, well, you know, depression kind of leads to a lot of that where <clears throat> just everything, everything is kind of dulled. Like, you know, all of, all of your victories are kind of dulled and then like the, the negative stuff just hits you a little bit harder and you just kind of dwell on the negative and all that stuff. But it was like, yeah, I, I definitely relate to this. I see where this person is coming from. But at the same time, it's like, that that was kind of like me six years ago, eight years ago, something like that. And since then, you know, I've I've kind of just learned to to be happy with like what I do have and figure out the good parts of this and like, why do I keep doing it? And uh, for me, I think once my focus shifted a little bit, it wasn't so much on like, oh, I just want to win all these tournaments and like be revered as a professional magic player and all this stuff. It was like, no, I really like my writing gig, which I started doing basically to just help <clears throat> help pay my bills and everything. But uh, it just got to a point where like people actually wanted to read my stuff. And it was because it helped them, you know, like I would get messages from people that are just like, dude, like, you know, you wrote this deck, maybe with a sideboarding guide or whatever, but like you explained a thing that I hadn't really thought about and that helped me like win this tournament and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, man, you know, like I, I am kind of like making a difference. And then uh, the more I went to tournaments, uh, especially when the open series like kind of blew up in like 2010, 2011, stuff like that. Uh, I just found myself like, you know, signing cards, signing play mats. And I was, I don't know, just like more of a real celebrity, it felt like, which is kind of weird because when I started playing Magic in like the early 2000s, it was like, you know, there was no social media really. Like these people were not very approachable. And I, I remember people like Antonino DeRosa, for example, I'm just going to like throw him under the bus, I guess. Like <laughs> he he was he was kind of a jerk and it was like if you were a random dude and you you try to go up and like talk to these dudes they they just be like dude leave us alone you know like right. you're 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 not part of the cool kids or whatever you can't talk to us you know and and now it's just like you go up to pro players and it's just like they're happy to talk to you like you kind of have like a better insight on who they are because you get to follow them on social media and stuff and it's like the the, the pros and just like the random people are far more connected than they used to be like a decade and a half ago. And I, that's definitely for the better of magic. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, it just got to the point where like I'm signing stuff, I'm hanging out with people and it's like, they're, they're taking like selfies with me and stuff. And it just like kind of blew my mind. And it's just that, that is part of my job now. And I, I don't want to say that you know, I only do it because it's part of my job or whatever. I, I genuinely like the people too, which is another reason why I think that we're just here. But between me kind of like shifting into this teacher role and, you know, this this person, I, I could be this person where like, you know, part of my job on the weekend or like part of my goal, not even necessarily my job, was to just like brighten people's day, you know? Just, I, I want people to go to magic tournaments and then go home and be like, man, that was a great weekend. I want to do this again. You know, I want magic to be a thing that is just all inclusive, super fun for everyone. They enjoy their time. And, you know, if if 
part of what they want to get out of going to tournaments is like, you know, seeing their favorite pros and talking to them and, you know, maybe becoming friends with them and stuff like that. It's just like, hell yeah, I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So my focus kind of shifted to that stuff instead of the, the actual tournaments themselves. And it's like, yeah, I still want to, you know, join these tournaments and crush a bunch of people and like win and all that stuff. But it's like, it's, it's not everything, you know? And if you are trying to get that out of magic, like just that part, like you, you might be kind of disappointed. And, you know, reading that article, it was like, okay, I kind of get where this person's coming from. That was me a few years ago. I definitely get that. Um, and then, I don't know, I was just at home. I was not going to go to a tournament. Uh, the Pro Tour just happened. I was not feeling great because of, you know, depression and all that jazz. So just like, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out. And then just Friday, like 9 p.m. I don't know. I just, I watched, uh, are you are you familiar with like Super Smash Brothers at all? Like Melee? Yeah, I watched that documentary about it. Okay, yeah. So that that was like a thing that I watched a little bit after I got off of Wizards, and I was just like, oh, you know, like, I'm not I'm not playing great because I'm, like, super rusty and all this stuff. And then I watched that documentary one of the weekends where I went to a tournament. I just got hyped up, man. Okay. I was just, like, I, I started caring a lot more. Like, before, it was just, like, you know, you take it one match at a time. You can't be thinking about, like, what record you need to make top eight or how many points you need for this and that. You know, it, for me, I felt that it was much better for me if I just, like, kind of separated the emotion from all of it and just played a little bit more robotic and just focused on playing well in individual spots you know not not so much like you know the type of the type of goals that would make me happy or anything just one match at a time super slow and then yeah i watched the super smash brothers documentary which is it's on youtube it's like four and a half hours it's nine episodes like 30 minutes each and i don't know why like it is it is connected with me and I, i've showed it to other people and they haven't had necessarily the same response as me but for me you know, I just loved it. I just, I, I just got super hyped up, and it's, it's just like this thing that, that's about the, the people of the game, like the, the people who during their era were like the best, basically. And I don't know why. It just, it, it had like a pretty big impact on me, and I just loved it. I wish that stuff existed for Magic. But uh, recently, on Red Bull, there's this, this dude named Leffen. Uh, they did like a six-part kind of mini series of him, like very much in the same vein, and it was like. Uh, he was he was banned from his local community because he was kind of an asshole, and then uh, he started he got unbanned, started playing a lot more, and just became known as the God Slayer. There are these five guys that win every single Smash tournament, like no one can beat them, and he's the guy that beats them. And it's like okay, you could just say like there's a sixth god or whatever, but no, it's it's just much better to just call him the God Slayer, right? And he he might he he might just be like the best one. Uh, like the best player in the world, who knows? But then uh, he had like some visa issues. They won't let him in the country because he was getting paid by an American esports organization. So then he couldn't play for a while. And it's just like this this thing that's like about his time. And then uh, he, he like goes to a couple of tournaments in Canada. Uh, he he's under practice because he can't play against like the best of the best, right? So uh, he he does kind of poorly, gets inside his own head, loses, goes back to his his house or whatever he was staying in just takes a nap, wakes up, has an email that says his visa's been approved. And it's like, it's like, okay, well, it's on now. And then it's just, just like kind of this hype thing where he just, it's his comeback, right? And I was just like, okay, this, this makes me feel a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the very last thing I want to do is just like stay home this weekend and not game. So I just, 
booked a flight to Providence, like, <laughs> last minute. Uh, thankfully, got everything worked out. Got some flights pretty cheap. Had to drive to Greensboro, which is, like, two hours away in the middle of the night uh, to catch my 6 a.m. flight. And I got there. My flight was delayed. Got rebooked on a different airline, whatever. But I, I had a couple hours to kill in the airport and for whatever reason like this article popped up in my mind and I was like I'm gonna write a reply to that so it was like you know I'm sleep deprived I'm already making kind of like weird decisions and <laughs> yeah just just all this stuff and I it's not like I just came up with all that stuff off the top of my head or anything I spent like an hour and a half writing 1500 words which for me is pretty good like I definitely don't write my articles at that that kind of clip mm -hmm. um but yeah, this is all stuff that I've thought about, and I had tried to write a book in like 2010, kind of about this stuff. And I don't know, it was basically just about like how, you know, I've had to deal with a bunch of stuff in my life, and I still am where I am, mostly because of hard work and perseverance and all that happy, uplifting stuff or whatever. But yeah, it was just kind of like the natural counterpoint to the article that this person wrote. So. Yeah, I posted that, uh, you know, handshaking as I'm like hovering over the send button or whatever. I'm like, do I, do I really, do I really want to do this? Do I really yeah. want to let like all these people into like my actual life and my feelings and all that stuff? Because you know, I've been burned before, right? So uh -huh. um, we all have. my natural, yeah, yeah, my natural instinct is just like, no, don't do it, man, don't do it. Just be, you know, surface level stuff, like whatever. <laughs> but no, I hit send and it it made my weekend. It was mm -hmm. great. Like the. The response that I got was truly phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I ended up looking at some of the comments there and people coming in saying, you know, they they had met you somewhere and recounting their stories, which was really, really great. It it looked like you really, um, you really visibly touched a lot of people in terms of, I mean, I can see what you were saying is that a bit of it is kind of a reaction to the previous writing that someone did, which which makes your piece more of a cautionary tale because you said at the end like you know don't don't do this you know you it's very hard to to make it but then you also are very frank and realistic about if you do decide to do this this is what it's like and here's the good and here's the bad and so that i mean i think it really touched a lot of people including myself so i'm glad to hear that i mean that that was kind of the point of it because it's i love magic i want it to succeed i want people to be happy doing this and i i want if someone out there is just like, you know, I think I'm good enough, I think I can do this, I want them to do it, you know? Like, you you only get so many chances in life to, to do the thing that you actively want and just, just like, go for it. If you, if you actually think you can do it, do it, right? But it's not easy and it's not all sunshine and rainbows or whatever. Uh, it is going to be tough, but, you know, there are people going through similar things and, and I, I kind of, like, made sort of like an offhand comment where it's like this is stuff that I go through with magic right but it's like this is this is just life stuff really it's like okay I have this job which I kind of love I'm pretty passionate about too but oh look there are downsides that's weird you know that that is going to be the same with probably anything in life and if you can find something that's all upside by all means continue doing that but uh yeah it is it is doable but I don't want to be like overly negative or overly positive like it is definitely somewhere in the middle do you find though that magic players whether they come up to you or people you interact with or people you hear about do you think that magic players are unrealistic about this kind of thing it, 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 because to me it, the parallel is sort of like a few years back when there was the online poker boom and people thought oh you know i should just quit school and 
and do that. I mean, I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but for gaming or competitive gaming, uh, I'm wondering if the reason, part of the reason you wrote it is also because people have these unrealistic expectations of uh, what it's like. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, people were more well-informed, I'm sure I would have not felt any sort of urgency to write this piece because, you know, if they know this stuff already, there's no point in me writing it, right? Like, what what value does it bring to the table? Like, why why would people actually want to click on this and read it and stuff? And, yeah, there is, like, the, the moneymaker effect, right, where it's like you see these people it's just like, oh, this guy's, like, getting showered with money and he's, like, not very good, therefore I could do it or whatever. And... Yeah, certainly people are a little bit uninformed. Like they either assume that it's it's great and we are all rich, or it's awful and we all just live in our mom's basement or whatever. Like, uh, <laughs> it's again, it's it's somewhere in the middle, right? And yeah. different people do different things. Like Luis is killing it. He he basically has like four jobs or whatever, you know. So I'm sure he is fine financially, and uh, he is basically the best he is at what he does. You know, yeah. he might be like the most successful professional magic player, right? But he's got his hands in a bunch of different pots too. You know, he's got like the channel fireball thing. He's working at Direwolf. He's doing commentary. He, you know, top eights every pro tour or whatever. Like <laughs> he's, he's got a lot of stuff going on. And then there are the people that, you know, only play the Grand Prix and pro tours, don't write articles, but have a full-time job. There are the people that uh, like live in Roanoke and they just make three pieces of content every week and go to the opens and, you know, you're, your EV for for the Roanoke people, the EV per open weekend is probably like plus five hundred dollars or whatever, you know, because they are like hella good at magic, and there's there's no like there's no Luis in these tournaments, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there there are a lot of different ways that you can do this magic stuff. You can just buy and sell cards, and I know that's what a lot of the European pros do when they go come to like American Grand Prix and stuff. Like some of the Brazilians like buy iPhones and resell them or whatever, like. There, there are a lot of things that you can do to make money, and it all depends on how much money you think you need to live. Like, I can live a, a pretty, I don't know, like, bland lifestyle, I guess. Like, I, I don't have to, like, go out to eat every night. I don't have to, like, go see movies, go to the bar, and, like, run up $100 tabs or anything like that. You know, like, I'm, I'm pretty minimalist, so mm-hmm. I don't have to do much, but there are other people that maybe need those things, so. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, let, let, let's just like talk, touch on one of the biggest things, <laughs> the biggest things in the writing, because it, it actually quite honestly surprised me to read. I don't, I don't know if you posted this before. It sounds like maybe not that you had been dealing with depression for most of your life. I, I, I'm thinking back to, you know, the interactions that we had online, that one random time that we met in Seattle before uh, GP Seattle in that tournament at Mox where... It was like totally random story. I can't remember if I told you. Like you were just very nice and to people around you, and I think um, you were holding the door open for me as I was like coming up behind you and things like that. Yeah, like, I had no idea, uh, and I think a lot of people have no idea that that you um, have been have been dealing with depression for a long time. So, uh, was that the first time you wrote about this, or has has it happened? Have you wrote about it in the past? I. I can't remember a time where I might have mentioned this out in the open. Like my, my close friends are aware, most of them. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's this thing that uh, there's a stigma attached to it, right? Where it's like, again, people are not well-informed. They don't know that it's like a literal illness and not some sort of weakness or whatever, but whatever. Like instead of 
necessarily trying to change how people view things. Uh, it, you know, instead of just being like, look, this is an illness and, you know, trying to speak out about it and stuff. It was just like, well, if they're going to think that this is a weakness, I should probably just not say anything, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it is it is a cop-out. It is definitely not for the greater good or whatever, but it's it's a big part of my story. It is a big part of who I am and, like, the stuff that I've been through and everything. So it's like it, it made sense to go in the Reddit post because I wanted to be very frank and upfront and everything. And, uh, yeah, uh, people were like, yeah, I'm going through this too. You know, like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I, you'll have to be the one to educate me, but everything that I know about depression is, yes, it is in fact an illness. It's not something that you can just decide, I don't want to have it anymore. It's not like, oh, you know, I can just tell myself to be happy or positive, and it just kind of goes away. And in the article, you mentioned that you've been depressed for as long as you can remember. I'm wondering when did you first realize this and like how did how did you find out about it like I, I'm guessing that I mean it's a label but how did you find out about this label and and and, and realize hey I'm actually going through this so I, I can't pinpoint a specific time or anything but it, it's weird like maybe maybe it's coloring my idea of things and my memories and stuff I have no idea but I know that you know 13 14 15 like I'm pretty sure I felt the exact same way I do now. I think somewhere in high school, maybe I realized that this was a thing, but I don't even think that I knew kind of like the gravity of it. I was just like, okay, yeah, I guess this is a thing, but you know, maybe I, I thought like a lot of other people do where it's just like, oh, well maybe I should like, you know, stop being depressed or whatever. And as it turns out, it doesn't work that way. So yeah, there there is no cure or anything. Like there are treatments, there is medication, going to therapy helps, stuff like that. Um, but medications are different for everyone. They all have side effects. Like there are pros and cons certainly to taking them, and uh, it takes a while for you to actually like figure out what works for you. You know, because depression uh, affects different people differently. So I, I I honestly don't know. I just know that I felt this way for a long time. I I don't remember. A time where this like you know switch just flipped or whatever and I was just like oh this is like a real thing and I should you know try and get help for this or whatever because even up until recently I haven't really done anything about it it was just like maybe maybe pride or something or where I'm just like you know I'm I'm strong or whatever I can deal with this uh, I don't know uh, the, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't like an aha moment or anything. Uh, I actually I went back and looked up this article. Uh, a friend of mine, Noah Weil, who also now lives in the Seattle area. I don't know if you've ever met him or not. Uh, I haven't had a chance to meet him, no. Okay, so he he was from Minnesota also, which is where I was born and grew up grew up and everything. So uh, we knew each other. We we interacted a little bit, and. Uh, he wrote this article on depression on Star City in like 2005 or something. And I remember reading that article and I was like, oh, you know, like that might have honestly been the thing where it was like, oh, this is like a real thing. And uh, it, it is very powerful, you know. Mm -hmm. um, what, what is it like? I mean, obviously, it's tough to describe it. Right. But like, is it you mentioned things like, you know, there's some days where you just don't want to get out of bed. Like what 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 is it like to actually be? Be, be in that sort of mindset so I am no expert but I, I can tell you how this affects me you know and like I said it affects everyone differently so I don't want to speak for anyone else but sure. uh, for for me personally it is in, instead of 
like you have this good experience, this positive experience, you do this fun thing or you get rewarded somehow or whatever, instead of it being a net positive, I feel like it brings me up to even. Mm. Does that make sense? So you should be feeling, or I don't know, not should be, but but you would expect to feel elated or great that you went to the, the theme park or you won a tournament or something, but instead you just feel not unhappy. Is that the way to put it? Pretty much. And then, you know, given enough time, it's just like, I'm, I'm sure, you know, my brain could find a way to make me feel unhappy about it. Uh, it, it is it is not about like happy, unhappy necessarily. It's certainly not about that like all the time. Uh, but yeah, it just it just kind of dulls everything. It, it dulls just the the amount of positivity you get out of certain things, at least for me. Um, and yeah, there there are some days, and this has not happened a lot or anything, but there are some days where it's just like nothing really feels worth it. Like, why should I bother getting out of bed? You know, like the, it is very difficult to get motivated and actually want to do things because you don't necessarily remember like the positive reinforcement of the the good feelings you had after doing those things. So it's like there are times where I'll sit at home and it's like, dude, I have I have whatever I want in my house. I have the internet, I have I have Magic Online, I have Hearthstone, I have video games, I have books, I have all these things that stimulate me. Mm-hmm. And then there are just times where I just sit here. Mm-hmm. Because none of that stuff seems worth doing. I see. And it's and it's like the one of the reasons I continued playing Magic, like I never went to college or anything, I, I played Magic because I enjoyed doing it and I was good at it, you know? And I, I don't necessarily like starting over, like I I would like to learn how to play guitar, for example, but I'm not going to devote 10,000 hours to it, so I just don't do it, right? But Magic, playing Magic for a living gave me the free time to do whatever I want to enjoy these things that I could enjoy because I love doing them. And... Now it's just like I have so many video games that have been unplayed, books that have been unread, and it's it's just very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Does depression prevent you from taking certain actions as well? Because I can tell you that um, I'm I'm not depressed, but I have those days too where it's just I I don't want to do anything, and and I and I sometimes I wonder what's the meaning of it all. Like in fact, I'm starting to understand to, to realize with age, uh, you're in your 30s as well, right? Yeah, I'm 32. Yeah, okay, so we're around the same age. I, I realize, you know, there are some days where you kind of think, what's the point of it all? And then there are other days where you feel like, yeah, this is good, you know, I'm going to do one, two, three, four, and, you know, I'm going to, you know, carpe diem, I'm going to make the most out of the day. Um, I, I can't speak for everybody, but it, it, it for me, it fluctuates. So uh, I, I'm wondering if there's any, again, I'm not trying to be prescriptive, but are there any, like, um, sort of, techniques or methods that you've sort of adopted over the years that might help you get out of that and and i know that this question sounds kind of condescending but i'm just wondering if you tried it as i'm genuinely curious if there's things that you've done as you as you're getting older more experience to to try and navigate this no i know what you mean and uh i i appreciate you you trying to be like very careful with your verbiage you know like uh i, I think a lot of people are not but you 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 get it, you know. Um, so, Pokemon Go was actually like a pretty big thing, but it it wasn't for the reason that you might think. It was just like it got me out of the house and just kind of like forced me to interact with people, which is overall just a good thing and just kind of like brightens my mood. Like I do love people, and I don't know. It's just like you go out of the house, you you walk around, you just get outside, get some exercise and stuff, and 
uh, exercise is one of the things that is like proven to, to kind of help this. It kind of like mitigates things a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just like, I would get up in the morning and instead of just being like, oh, nothing really feels worth doing or whatever, it was like, oh man, I'm like, you know, three candies away from a Venusaur or whatever. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, let's go find, let's go find some, some Bulbasaurs, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, it just gets me out of the house. I come back, I feel good because it's like, you know, I was out there, I was kind of accomplishing some stuff. I had a lot of fun and then it from that point it's like easier to just do the other stuff you know like now that i've been out in the world and i've interacted with some people and you know maybe had like a run-in with like a police officer that was wondering why i was like on these train tracks or whatever right it's like okay i've interacted with these people everything feels a little bit easier it's not as difficult as it seemed like now i can go to the grocery store right but there are days like now i don't i don't play that game very often like probably because i got hooked into hearthstone but (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, now now it's like I'll get up and I'm certainly not going to leave for Pokemon Go because I, I literally caught them all. So, you know, what's the point kind of thing? Uh, but it's like, oh, man, should I should I go to the grocery store? I really don't have a lot of stuff to eat. And it's like, well, I don't really want to interact with people. So, like, maybe I'll just order a pizza and then I just kind of, like, stay in. And, you know, just overall kind of, like, not feel great about my situation. And then there's, like, the self-loathing stuff where it's like, God, I can't even, like, go outside. This is pathetic. And then it just like makes it worse, you know, it's just like this downward spiral. So yeah, basically just like, you know, find some way to like get out, interact with people, exercise just in general is a good thing. But you know, if you're, if you're playing Pokemon Go and you're walking like five miles while also interacting with people, you know, double positive there, that's good. But yeah, <laughs> yeah th- there, there are things that help, right? And for, for all the stuff with my brain telling me like, like you don't want to go outside, you don't want to interact with people, you don't want to do anything. Uh, doing the opposite of that helps a lot. Mm. So it is just about like getting over that hump, and you know that that generally makes me feel a little bit better. You know. Mm-hmm. So so there are things that work, but I think the tricky thing is that your brain or or you also tell yourself that you know is it worth it? And you're a smart guy, so I think I think sometimes it's hard to reconcile the rational with the irrational. So it's like you know you should go out and just go to the grocery store interact with people but then you're wondering like hey my fridge is full i don't need to go out so <laughs> there's there's right. kind of a a, a a tension in that right yeah absolutely okay and you're very self-aware uh obviously i mean we're talking about it um do you try to keep the way you feel under control and is control the goal when it comes to this kind of thing so control is I, I find it weird that you you bring up this question because yeah it's a, it's a it's a big part of like who I am like I want to uh, be in control I, okay uh but no it's, it's it's just weird that you know like not a lot of people notice that I don't know if it was like something for me specifically or if it was like related to the depression like why you brought this up but it is a big deal for me and I I felt like probably as a kid not a lot of things were in my control and now uh basically like when from from like 21 on was when it was just like i'm i'm on my own and even a little bit earlier than that for sure but it was just like okay this is it i'm on my own like if 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 i want something i need to do it because like no one else is going to do it for me like that kind of thing and uh i don't know it's it has been a big part of my life for sure it's like it's one of the reasons why I, I didn't have any alcohol on, until I was 23, and like I kind of wish that I had not had alcohol past that, right? But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm not really big on you know marijuana or like any other sort of drugs. Like I need to stay in control. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let me put uh, it another way. I think my question's a little bit flawed, and I, I think you touched on it. Is, I mean, we're all, in the end, in control of ourselves, right? Like, what we want to do, and in the end, we're all responsible for our own actions. It, it's more about, it, from what you're, you're telling me, and I'm learning this as well as we're talking, it, it's just who you are, right? And it's just, it's, that's, that's fundamentally it. Is that, is that fair? It is part of my identity, for sure. Okay. Uh, but but as as far as the feelings thing, it's like I I can't keep them under control. You know that's the, that's the thing. Like I can't just like tell my my brain to f make me feel good or whatever. That that just doesn't work. Like there are not days where I wake up and I want to feel like crap. It just happens. And uh, you know to some degree that that is one of those things that like kind of gets to me. It's just like you know I I sh I should be able to control this or whatever. And I I can control it to some degree, right? If I like get out and do these things that kind of lessen the effects of the depression and stuff like i i could get on medication for example which i'm currently not on and i i've wanted to be on for like multiple years but it's it's just difficult because of that's that feeling of like you know if, if i if i start taking these pills it might help my depression but like am i going to be me yeah and 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 that's that's terrifying uh -huh. you know that, that um, is the opposite of being in control, I guess. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I see, and and you know, it's it's great we're talking about this because I think it's not. Uh, I think it's brave. I I can see why now your hands might have been shaking as you were posting the article. Now that you know you posted it, and there are people coming out and saying this, do you think there's any way? This is maybe this is more of a, a PSA, a public service announcement. But is there a way that we might be able to? recognize these uh, these signs of depressions in people around us like our friends and is there anything that we can do to potentially help help them you know it this is this is probably one of the saddest things about it if not the saddest where you, you generally can't tell like I feel like a lot of the people who are suffering from depression are very very good at overcompensating for that when they're around people like Robin Williams I think is the most recent case of you know just a person who was you know, genuinely kind, really funny, like a, a literal comedian, mm -hmm. right? And and no one had any idea that he was depressed because you just get you get so good at hiding it. And I don't think a lot of people knew I was either because you see me at a tournament, like I am, I'm turned on, like I am, I my my entertainer persona comes out, right? Like, yeah. uh, I, I I flip that switch and I become like this super outgoing person when. You know, I'm I'm close on the introvert extrovert line, but I am definitely more of an introvert. And when I go to a tournament that is especially stimulating as far as like dealing with people and stuff, like it takes a lot out of me. But even even when I am, you know, maybe I'm on like this week long Grand Prix or something, like I, I am able to like be my best self on day seven. Mm -hmm. It's just like how much recharge time am I gonna need after that? So it's like I have no problem hiding it like that is kind of just like my natural state is to be this this seemingly extroverted person mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people just do that and it's like man the the people that are the people that you would probably think are least likely to be depressed might be the most likely mm -hmm. so it is it is really tough like there there are going to be times where you're just like man that's that's like some strange behavior for that person because whatever like they, they seem like they're just happy all the time or whatever and it's like yeah that might just be a warning sign you know you never know yeah and and certainly i think you're shattering that stereotype for lack of a better word because you are just 
I mean, we're not even talking about introverted, extroverted. Like, you're just a nice dude. I mean, I don't know you very well. I can honestly say I'm not one of your closest friends, but when we've interacted, when I see your writing or how you interact with other people, you just strike me as a very generous dude. And I'm not trying to lay hyperbole on you. Uh, this is generally how I feel. I, I just... How do I put it? You're the last person who I would expect to to have this. And I think just by virtue of that, it, it, it actually makes me realize something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, another point is, and I, I appreciate the kind words. You know, I do. I, I think I was raised right. I think my mother did an excellent job. Uh, you know, like a lot of a lot of who I am is just me trying to emulate her. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so thankfully, I had a good role model and everything. But uh, a lot of it might just be like overcompensating too. Where I know how shitty I feel on a day to day basis, and I don't want that for anyone else. Mm. So. For, for all the, you know, it is kind of selfish, right? Where it's like, I, I want to do good things for other people just to like make myself feel better or whatever. But it it is it is coming from a good place for sure. And I definitely try and do that. Um, so I, I appreciate, you know, you noticing and everything, but yeah, that that might, that could just be another sign, right? Where it's just like, you know why? What what is driving them to be such a good person or to do all these nice things? And it it might just because you know they don't want other people to go through what they do. Right. So. That does make your life more tiring, though, right? I mean, if you, I mean, you mentioned this at the very beginning. Is that? Um, I mean, let's be honest here. You're you're a well-known, recognizable Magic player, and so there's a certain kind. Of, and you work for Star City, so there is a certain kind of. Um, image i think that you you have to hold and it's it you know because quite honestly you're one of the the faces of the game i mean for i mean it's not like you chose it but it was sort of it was sort of given to you so um does that does that ever get tiring like being being jerry thompson and having to be be nice to people do you think about that i mean i i was not very nice about a decade ago i think i don't know i was a lot more selfish uh i would you know if, if someone like misplayed against me and beat me anyway like I would just kind of like lay into them for no real reason it was like maybe maybe I thought like that sort of stuff would make me happy right um but yeah that that was that was not my default setting like I am I'm very very good to my friends and for the new people that I meet I give them the benefit of the doubt I assume that they're an excellent person and you know therefore like I'm I'm gonna treat them very well and if if you're not a nice person, I'm not going to treat you very well. Like that that is remained constant for me, and uh, I don't know. I, I think I just learned my perspective changed, and now it's just like like no one no one deserves to get yelled at for for like making a mistake or whatever. It's just stupid. It's childish, and uh, now now I strive to be like a good person all the time. I guess, and I I guess I just forgot what the original question was too. I kind of got off on a tangent. Oh no, I, I mean no, yeah, I think <laughs> I think you're you're touching on the right points. I mean, I I just my my fundamental question is, does it get tiring trying to because you you said you know part of being depressed maybe is also wanting to make sure that selfishly that other people feel good too, um, because you know what they may be going through. They may be having a shitty day. So. Does that get tiring too, having to do that? Have you thought about maybe, maybe today I'll just not be nice to anybody and you know just worry about myself and 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 how I'm doing the tournament and if someone comes up and talks to me, maybe I don't need to say too much, you know, because you're you're a very, you know, friendly guy when people talk to you. So I mean, does that ever 
come across your mind like to kind of switch gears or to, to try to make your mental load a little bit easier or emotional load? Sure. Uh, I, I've definitely had weekends where it either takes me a little bit to get going and be, you know, like that extroverted person that I think people expect from me. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I can count like on one hand, maybe the amount of times where I've had to be like, look, man, I'm sorry. I'm not in the mood to talk right now or whatever. Like I just, I just need a few minutes. Uh, that, that happens very infrequently. Uh, it is, it, like I said, it does drain me, you know, but that's kind of like an after the fact thing. And I'm used to that at, at this point, but like during the tournament, it's like, that's, that's where I want to be. And that's one of the reasons why I went to Providence at the last second. It was like, why am I, why am I at home? You know, this is, this is not, you know, if, if I'm on like my deathbed or whatever, I'm not going to be like, man, I should have went to Providence or whatever, but I, I should have, I, I would be like, you know, why did I not do all these things that I knew would make me feel good or I would have a good time doing? So it's when you look at it that way, it's just like, hell yeah, I'm going to go to this tournament. And if I'm at the tournament, I'm going to enjoy myself. And enjoying myself means interacting with people. And hopefully that means making their day a little bit better. So uh, I kind of pay for it afterwards where I'm just like dead to the world for 12 hours and have to <laughs> sleep and then and then get up and take a nap and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I think even if I just played the tournaments in, you know, in a mask or whatever, and no one had any idea who I was, like I would still be exhausted after the fact. So uh, it it doesn't it doesn't drain on me. I don't see it as a price I have to pay for, you know, being a face of magic or anything like that. I genuinely enjoy it, and if I didn't, I I would be someone else. You know, I I wouldn't be writing articles and and doing all that sort of stuff. Okay. So I mean it's pure enjoyment which is great and just just talking through this with you now it feels like magic would be one of the reasons to get out of the house right like to go to providence or somewhere uh, it, it it is it fair to say that it's it's kind of a forcing function too for you I I guess it's kind of a chicken and egg question like are you do you think it's it's uh you've always loved magic or you love magic for a long time but does it also help you deal with depression like having to go out and um, well, not having to, but but you know, going out and interacting with the community. It does in such a way that if I'm at a tournament and interacting with my friends, it is very difficult for me to have depression on like the forefront of my mind. You know, I just kind of forget about it, and I get to enjoy myself yeah. as much as I can. So it definitely does help. But I, I mean, obviously, there are tournaments where you go, and it's like, oh, the travel is exhausting, and like. You know, I, round six in Providence, I realized I, I strongly disliked my deck and it was misbuilt, but like I kind of knew that going in. It was it, it was just like a throwaway tournament. But a lot of the time that happens where it's like, oh man, I messed up and now I have to play the rest of this tournament with this crappy deck. And like, you know, you have like a middling finish and, you know, maybe your friend loses playing for top eight and they're pretty bummed. And it's like, man, this weekend sucked kind of. But re in reality, you're hanging out with your friends, you're joking around, like, you create like more in jokes or just like things that you're going to bring up a week from now that were awesome. And you just like keep telling people the same stories and everything and all that stuff is great. And you might say like, Oh man, this weekend, this, this was not our best weekend. Right. And then it's like, man, why did I even come here? But then I get home and I just book another flight because I know deep down that this is it. This is the thing that I want to do. Mm -hmm. This is your passion, right? This is what you're into. Absolutely. And okay. I've I've tried I've tried like other games, other jobs, whatever. Like none of it, none of it hits me like this does. Mm. Okay. And, and I mean, you're really good at going to tournaments because that's your that's your job, that's your passion. 
Um, you're really good at putting out content, uh, attending the next tournament, keeping keeping on going. Has there have there been cases in the past where um, having depression prevented you from doing that? Not not to keep dwelling on it, but I'm just I like you seem very remarkably consistent in how you in your quote unquote output. But does that does does being depressed hinder that? Has it hindered you in the past uh, with with doing that? So. Writing is easy for me. Writing is something that I just generally enjoy. And if I were not getting paid for it, I would still do it. Um, so it, it's never been like, oh man, I'm, I'm feeling bad. I can't write today. You know, like writing is therapeutic for me. Just like organizing my thoughts, put them on, put them on paper and just kind of like sharing what I've learned with the world. Like that makes me feel good. That is something that like might actually help my depression more than anything else. Like doing the magic online videos is one of those things where it's like, I don't really feel like doing this because it is kind of like a performance, you know, like you were trying to be entertaining and, uh, all that stuff. So I, I think I've probably skipped a video here and there just because I wasn't feeling it, but no, the, the work, the work is pretty easy. Uh, I've definitely skipped tournaments because I'm like, Oh, I'm tired. I need a break. And I don't think, I don't think I'm tired. Like I'm definitely getting old and it's taking like more of a toll on me, but it's like, I'm never too tired to like drive six hours to a tournament, you know, like that's not a good excuse. So, uh, I think if, if I'm being realistic, I would say that depression has definitely stopped me from attending events and Providence was a close call. And thankfully I rectified that. And now that I made the post and now that I'm having this interview with you, and you know, I'm I'm forced to think about it more and just like actually go back and analyze my actions. And it's like, what was causing me to do these things? And it is it is crazy that depression is one of those things that you know just tells you not to do the things that would help your depression. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that that's it, right? Because like if it if it was any easier, then we would have uh, then people wouldn't have it. I mean it's. Oh, I'm sorry. That sounds trivial again, but I, I I understand. Like it's it's the it's something that is is a constant battle. Right. So it's like I say, you know, go outside, get some exercise, interact with people, and everyone else is is listening to this. And if they can't relate, they're just like, dude, that's easy. What do you? Why don't you just do that? And it's like, well, that's the problem because it's very difficult. Well, it's hard for anybody. I mean, I tell myself I want to go to the gym every day. I can't, and I don't do it. Right? Like it's sure. it's not that easy. It's the human will is not that easily um, uh, harnessed. <laughs> Yeah, because your your body's just like, no, nah, I want to sit here and watch Netflix or whatever. Like, what if 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 we go to the gym, what are you gonna do for me? You know, yeah. and it's like, all right, you win. Yeah, we both want to watch Netflix. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Short term rewards, and Netflix is part of it. <laughs> Absolutely, instant gratification. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, it, it, this is kind of on the, on a similar track. Uh, I know that you had mentioned that you sort of you you matured, you 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 changed from who you were, like eight to ten years ago um, but one of the the sentence, sentences that really struck out uh, to me when I when I wrote when I read your recent writing was and I quote I resented magic because it became my life and I thought I could and should be doing so much more so that that sentence really hit me and it it, it begs the question um, what are you looking for in life and and is there a way that you can measure that so I think I kind of figured it out now, uh, but back then, it, I, I didn't know. I had no idea. Um, I, I didn't go to college. Uh, like I mentioned in the Reddit thing, like I had I had no one that was like really a positive influence. Uh, my mom passed away when I was 18, and she was, 
I don't know. She she was just like I said, the role model. She was like the good person that I looked up to. And then like with her gone, it was like there was no one really pushing me or like setting a good example or anything. So I looked at like some college brochures and stuff, but it was like I I don't know what I want to do. You know, like I, I wish I wish I had uh, hindsight, right? And I could be like getting a computer programming degree or something like that, right? And it was like something that would actually interest me in the future and would actually be very helpful. Uh, but yeah, then it was just like, dude, I don't know what I want to do. Like I, if I go to college, I'll spend like, you know, a year doing like general stuff, probably won't figure it out. We'll probably have to like change my major at some point because I realized I made a mistake, but then maybe that's a mistake. So it's like, all right, you know, I'm not going to do that. And then it's like, all right, fast forward four or five years later, it's like, I'm, I'm playing magic and I, you know, done other stuff in between there, but it's like, I'm doing that. And then it's just like, I am very disappointed in myself because I'm, I'm supposed to be the smart kid. Like I, I pick up things pretty quickly. Um, so what is stopping me from actually doing something that matters? And obviously what matters is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of up for debate, right? It, what Things that matter matter to different people, right? So it's like, I, I just pick like the general one, like cure cancer, for example. And it's like, could I be a doctor? Could I learn that stuff? Like, could I actually like make a difference? And it's like, yeah, maybe I could. I don't know. Like, obviously I am pretty confident in, in my abilities and my intelligence and stuff. So it's like, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like, well, if I could be doing this in theory and I'm not doing this, well, then I'm just a waste. You know, I'm, I'm just like wasting whatever talents I have, whatever gifts, like whatever good stuff I could bring to the world, I am not doing, you know, so that that doesn't make me feel good, right? Because it's like, I, I don't want to be a waste. I, I would like to help people, that would be nice. Uh, I would like to do something that that actually does matter to people, and here I am just like playing some card game, right? Mm-hmm. So that that kind of lingered with me for a while, and it was just like that. That was a lot of the self-loathing, and it was like, oh man, maybe it's just magic's fault because magic is too good or whatever. But it's it has it has nothing to do with that. Like the the fact that magic is good is a great thing, but. Uh, yeah, like I said, once once I kind of grew up a little bit and looked at it, like took a took a harder look, and it was like, no, what what do I actually want? What do I think matters? And uh, maybe maybe because of my mom dying, it's like the the mortality thing really hits me, right? It's like, dude, we are here for so short of a time. She was forty two when she died, which is just incredibly young. Like I am coming up on forty two, you know, uh-huh. uh, and that just you know kind of stops you in your tracks, makes you think about things, and. If, if we are here for a very short amount of time, you can look at it one of two ways where it's just like it's it's the big stuff that matters. It is like the curing cancer and just like securing a better life for future generations. Or if we are here for such a short amount of time, like what is the thing that impacts people's lives the most? And it is basically just like their interactions with other people on the day-to-day basis. And I'm sure everyone has this right where it's like you have sort of a negative interaction it just kind of ruins your day like someone cuts you off in traffic or like they don't hold the door for you or like Uh whatever like something happens and you're just like man that guy was such a jerk and just like it it kind of like eats away at you for the rest of the day and it's like i never want to do that to a single person i i never want to inadvertently be responsible for ruining someone's day they should not have to go through that they don't have very many days so instead, I do the opposite approach. I want to brighten someone's day. I don't necessarily want them to look back on on their day and be like, "Man, that was a good day." Like that that was because of Jerry. I like I don't care if I'm invisible, right? But uh-huh. if at the end of the day they are happy, that makes me happy. And it's like I don't know that for sure, but it's like I just try and put 
as much good stuff out there as I can, and hopefully that happens. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's about doing good, right? And and it doesn't have to, you don't have to get recognized for it, but just just leaving. What's the what's the saying like leaving the world a better place from before you entered it or something like that? Yeah, yeah, along those lines, you know. Yeah. And I I think I don't I'm not a I'm not a big believer in karma specifically or anything like that, but I do believe that if you just have more positive interactions with people and you know that puts them in a better mood, they're less likely to like snap at someone or whatever like and it just kind of like extends outward, you know, like think of how many people you interact with on a day and how, how many people that would change if you were in a good mood versus a bad mood, right? And that it, it, it gets crazy. So it's just like as long as I'm putting positive stuff out there, I think I'm affecting a decent amount of people. And if, if their life is better, just their experience is better as a whole, perfect. Yeah, it's it's a game changer. I mean, and, and quite honestly, you're doing that, right? Like, um that's the beautiful thing about this game called Magic the Gathering is that you are making someone's life um, better in some way because there are people like people probably maybe people listening to this like the way I feel when I do this podcast is that if there's at least one person who benefited from having a different perspective or benefit from Jerry's advice like that that means something like we're doing something here I mean not to sound all a lofty or anything but i mean you i mean when you put out content when you interact with someone and and make their day better i mean that that means something in the world like that's tangible impact right yeah but me is you know this 24 year old very angry self-loathing kid uh, at no point could i piece that together mm-hmm. you know i i even even until recently like six years ago something like that where it's like i actually start writing for star city like the open series kind of blows up and like uh, my stuff gets a lot more popular because they see me winning every week because I get to like cheat and play with Cobblade or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was still difficult for me to grasp like what kind of impact because it's like I don't get to see. It's not like I'm I'm speaking publicly in front of ten thousand people or whatever, but like that is how many people read my stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, ballpark, some, something like that, right? And it's like that is a lot of people. When I when I did like commentary and there were like fourteen thousand people watching, it's like I just it was it was such a big number I couldn't even fathom it. Right? It just gets so big that it's like it might as well be empty because the number's so big it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of how I feel about when I write too. It's like th- this is this is kind of like a thing that I'm writing for me. Like I'm I'm writing these to organize my thoughts and I don't know, just like kind of show how smart I am, I guess, to some degree. And yeah, there are a lot of people that read it and I, I don't necessarily get updates from every single person where they're just like, oh, I won my tournament. It felt great because of your article or whatever, you know, like that stuff happens very infrequently. So it's hard for me to actually take that leap and recognize that, you know, maybe what I do actually does make a difference. Maybe it does enrich people's lives. Like maybe maybe they do enjoy the fact that I exist, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really tough to make that leap because I'm, I'm mostly just, doing this kind of silently you know mm-hmm. at least from at least from my perspective like i don't get it a lot so then when i did this reddit post and all these people were coming out and like i would say acquaintances like people that i'm friends with but uh you know would like to be closer to but like our paths haven't really aligned you know like all these people were coming out and just like sharing these stories of just like things that i said to them that have stuck with them for like five, ten years or whatever. Like that's insane because if you didn't tell me that, I would never know that. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, obviously the response to the Reddit thing was in it was just enormous. It was massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, for every every one person that responded back to it, there's probably like a hundred people who just agreed with it and nodded silently, right, and didn't didn't yeah. post. But yeah, there. I, had, I had like two hundred comments, and like it, it ended up having like fifteen hundred like a score or whatever like positive stuff so it's like some upvotes some downvotes i don't know how it's calculated i barely know how reddit works but uh yeah i mean there are a lot of people that like upvoted the thing but like didn't leave a comment right yeah and i'm sure there are a lot of people that didn't see it or were just like i'm not going to scroll all the way back up to like upvote it or whatever i don't know but yeah uh it is it is crazy and kind of puts things into perspective and uh it makes me proud you know just of of what i'm doing and like this is what I want. This is what I want to be doing. I, I want to be helping people. I want to be enriching their lives, and this this is kind of like affirmation of that, which is something that I kind of need. Yeah, so I yeah. appreciate it. That's that's great. I mean, and have you have you thought about like you you touched on a whole bunch of things just now? Have you thought about making because your writing implies that you're sort of aware and complicit in your actions, and that you kind of figured it out, uh, or at least in this conversation, I'm, I'm getting the sense. Have you thought about making life changes and maybe going back to school or doing something a little bit differently? Or do you think like this is exactly where I want to be right now? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of college in general. I feel like I could just scour the internet and find whatever I needed to know. So instead of going back to school or something like that, I would probably just do that. Uh, like I, I wanted to build like a magic website for a very long time. I feel like there are you know, like there are a bunch of different magic websites and they all have like their own stuff going on, but I just want like an all-in-one shop. I, I, a thing that I want to is like a knowledge base. Like what if, what if you get into magic? Where do you start? I can't even imagine. Like, do you go to Star City and it's just like, we're basically, you know, assuming some amount of knowledge from the reader, right? Sure. Like they're paying some amount of attention. They kind of know what's going on because it's like, I don't explain what band company is in every single one of my articles. So it's like, if you're just starting off in magic, you can't read those articles and expect to catch up. Right. So like, where is the like, Oh, you're new to magic start here. You know, yeah. that should exist. It just should. Yeah. That's a real need. Right. Cause then I think, I think you have like different ends of the spectrum. You have star city, which is really uh, for the, spikes where people are already going to the tournaments and know what band company is and then on the other hand you have the wizard site which um <laughs> it's uh could could be better i'll put it that way yeah in terms yeah, of tough to navigate. yeah tougher to navigate so yeah there's probably a a, a a need for that and i and as i'm thinking about this like the website could 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 also have like dynamic content right because like you know you're trying Absolutely. to get into magic now when the current block is x like what should you know about this block or yes so we we do like the versus videos on star city and stuff but there's there's no actual hard-hitting content where it's like you know this is banned against uh green white tokens and you play it from both sides you explain what's going on in in the games and you talk about like what the matchup is like what's important if you want to make your deck better against green white these are the things you do like there is no just hard-hitting content like that yeah. Like you might you might find someone that writes an article and they have a section about Bant versus Green White or whatever, but it's like, what about the other side of things? Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's if, really curating if, this. Yeah, right. And the versus videos kind of do that to some degree, but that's just like a small part part of what I want. And I don't know. 
I, I wish I had like an army of people that were great at creating magic content that I could do this with, because uh, I probably can't do it all on my own. I've thought about it, but yeah, it's like say say you get into modern, you're like, oh man, I wanna, I guess I'll play Affinity. That looks sweet, and it's just like, boom, here are you know 30 videos talking about just Affinity's matchup against one deck, and it's like that might be a thing that people pay for, you know, like. Yeah, it could, it could be it could be great, dude. Like, you're you're dude. You're Jerry Thompson. Like you could literally just say, "Hey, I want five people to help me with this site. Let's partner up and do this." And I think you could probably get the site out next month. <laughs> well, well, I, I think Star City would have a problem with it, which is ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Now we're getting to it. So, have you pitched the idea to them or asked for them to make changes like this? Or I, I have, I have. Uh, it's it's tough, you know. Like what what they're doing kind of works for them right now, and. Uh, it would just take like a lot of time, a lot of manpower, a lot of bandwidth, you know, that they don't necessarily have because they need all their people doing other stuff, which makes complete sense to me. You know, it's it is not an easy undertaking, and it's just like at the end of the day, it is about profit. So it's like you know, show me exactly how you're going to monetize this and how much money you're going to make, and is it going to be worth my time or whatever? And it's like, well, I can't really do that, so bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean. Now that we're on this kind of uh, a, a topic, um, and you don't have the answer, I can cut this out of the interview if you if you like. The thing you posted, which really touched everybody, was on was on Reddit. And on Star City, you're doing strictly like magic strategy. Do you think Star City would allow you, or have you thought about actually um, doing more quote unquote life writing on Star City? Does that ever work, or is that just not something that uh, meets their business agenda? Uh, I mean, Todd Anderson has written diary entries on premium, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, I, I kind of give Todd a hard time, but you know, I, I think it is good to some degree. It is certainly better if the reader feels more connected to the author, you know, because then you, you develop that kind of relationship where it's like every week, you know, I want to see what Jerry's doing. I'm going to tune in to whatever tournament he's at and I'm going to make sure to read his articles and maybe I'll play his decks and stuff like that you know like getting those types of relationships might not be something that is tangible that you can actually see but I do think it helps I do think it's important you know and it's it's not like oh I want to trick people into liking me so that they buy cards that go in my decks or whatever but uh it is nice because like you you meet those people at tournaments eventually and you know, you already just like have this connection, which I think is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of stuff in my phone as far as like notes for things that I want to talk about. And this this will be something that I do at some point. But I'm also very bad with deadlines or very bad without deadlines, I should say. Like I get my articles and videos in on time almost every week because, you know, there's a thing saying that I have to. But if it's something like writing a book or making a website or doing this blog where I write about life stuff, uh, it's just like, yeah, what's the rush, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> It's less structured, right? So it's, it's a little bit harder um, to, to sort of do that, especially when you already have this kind of full-time job of content creation for them, so. Yeah, the, the deadline is me being accountable to myself, but I know that I can't punish myself. I can't do anything that would make me regret not doing this on time, so I just wait. I'm, I'm content with the way that things are, like I have enough money, I'm doing fine, stuff like that. So it's like, do I really need to to try and like make this leap and like get this book out and sell that or whatever? It's like, nah, not really. I'm good. So yeah, 
Well, it's not really. It's not always about the money either, right? Like, it's just whether you feel like this this is helping people, or you have a message that you want to you want to put out. Right, and the money is is the thing that you can point to where it's like a reward, right? It is a reason to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as people reading it and you know maybe getting something out of it, that's less tangible. And like I said, it's it's mostly been invisible. So it's hard for me to actually quantify that and use it as a justification for getting off my ass and doing something. So, right. It's not logical. It doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense, but that is that is how my mind works. That's okay, man. Life is not logical. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, and the other thing I wanted to sort of uh, uh talk about is also the the community aspect. I know we touched on it, you know, here and there as well, but. One of the things that also was interesting in your writing in your in your latest piece on Reddit was you you, you had this kind of a interesting mention like you know I could keep in touch better with this person this person I think you said Colosso and a few other names I don't recall like yeah what I'm I'm genuinely curious I'm really curious here like that that sentence like what prevents you from like what's going on there? I'm I'm really trying to understand that. Like that was the one part of the article that I didn't fully get. Is it because you're you're okay. traveling around the world, or is it just like you know too many people and they they make demands of you? Like I, I really want to get into that if if you have a second. So there there is definitely a thing. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like your your brain can only keep up with like X amount of close relationships. Yeah. Which I, I firmly believe in, I don't know, Google it. If, if you're listening to this and you're just like, what the hell is he talking about? But I, I, I think the number was something like seven or whatever. And that kind of falls in line with uh, my experiences and how I felt with this. But okay, so there's there's a couple ways to look at it. The first one is I message them and, and say it's Colosso. And it's like, man, I miss this dude. I haven't talked to him for like three years or whatever. Like, I wonder what's going on with his life. And I message him, and it's like, hey, man, how are things going? How are you? And he's just like, I'm good. And then it's just like, it ends, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that wasn't that wasn't really helpful. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's been my experience all, some of the time. And that kind of sucks because it's like we're, we're magic players. Some of us are socially awkward. It's like even – all right, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. So uh, there were a couple people that I would see only occasionally at Pro Tours and Grand Prix. And I'd be like, oh, man, like, how's it going? I haven't seen you in a long time. Like, I'd give them a hug, whatever. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm three and one in the tournament or whatever. And I'm just, I started yelling at them. I was like, dude, I don't care about your tournament. It doesn't matter to me. Just, like, tell me how your life is. You know, I want to talk about that stuff. Like, yeah, your, your tournament, you're, you're going to win, you're going to lose. Like, who knows? Whatever. Uh, but that's not what I care about. I care about you as a person. So let's talk about that. And uh, <laughs> so the two people... I, I I think I'm fine with just naming them. It's Josh Utter-Layton and David Ochoa. These are the two people that were just like conditioned to be like, I'm three and one. And I think the reason they like me, like we don't have a ton in common. Uh, they're not, you know, two of the most talkative people or whatever. But it's like, I honestly think that one of the reasons they like me is because I was just like, stop telling me about your tournament. I don't care. And I, I try to get to know them as people because I genuinely like them, and I don't think that they had that experience with many other people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the stuff I want, but it is it is kind of like pulling teeth sometimes because people like what what do you share to someone that you haven't seen in like three years? Like how close is your relationship? Like maybe you just went through something like actually traumatic and you need someone to talk to you, but it's like you know maybe I'm not the person you feel comfortable talking about it too. And that's certainly fine. Like you do you, you, you do like 
whatever you need to make you feel better and stuff. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Like, what do you say to someone you haven't spoken to in three years? And part of it is like, if I message them, then suddenly they're aware of the fact that they haven't spoken to me in three years. And it's like, for me, I feel guilty about that. And yeah, it's a two way street, but what if, what if it just like, you know, brings up the thing with like, oh man, this guy hasn't talked to me in three years. What a dick. And then they they just like don't (laughs) want to talk to me anymore or whatever. Obviously that's not going to happen again, not logical, but uh, yeah. So it's like sort of this fear, sort of like, uh, I'd, I'd rather just like hide and, not remind them that I haven't talked talk to them in three years or whatever. Like, I don't know. Part of it is like, oh man, this conversation is just going to be boring. It's going to be like, how are you? I'm fine. Cool. Okay. Good seeing you or whatever. And and then you just like move on with your life and it's just like wholly unsatisfying. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it is, it is not a time thing because you know, it's, it's five minutes, maybe five minutes could turn into two hours depending on how the conversation goes or whatever, but that's two hours that would be well spent in my opinion, you know, if it was actually like good conversation and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh man, I had another good point, but I lost it. It was about, it's, it's also on the same line, right? Like just, just messaging somebody like that you haven't talked about, talked to in three years or. Yeah, it was, it was something about that. Okay. Maybe. Maybe maybe I'll remember. Maybe not. I liked I liked where I was going with this, but uh, it's gone now. You can you can edit this or not. I don't care. <laughs> no, no, no this, is, this is all good, man. I'm not editing anything. It, it's really interesting though, because you said that like the two guys you named. Okay, here let me let me give you my 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 honest to god um, view of this is only my perspective of magic professionals is that they all kind of hang around each other because like they like each other's achievements on the battlefield or on the on you know in tournaments so it's like you know you go to a tournament you always see like the same guys like like maybe you and like other pros like hanging out together and talking together because there's this kind of bond you know like you guys go to the same tournament you see each other every other weekend um but sometimes as a as someone who's more of a casual competitive player it feels like it feels like oh you know maybe we're on a different level and so like it's it's hard it's harder for um, us to relate to you guys and vice versa. Like, there's, uh, I don't know. It feels stupid to say, but it's almost like in the past I've also felt intimidated approaching you or intimi- approaching people because um, it's this is a totally run-on uh, frame of mind, stream of consciousness, consciousness thought. But what I'm trying to say is that I always thought that pro players, how um, were pro players because they're pro players. But it's interesting that you said that you know it's because you want to talk about things other than magic that people value that as opposed to just like, I thought you guys only wanted to talk about magic. Cause that's, cause you guys are in it. Like that's, you spend your waking hours thinking about the game. You know, this is not even a question. This is more like an observation. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I love magic. I will talk about it ad nauseum with, you know, basically anyone, as long as I feel like they can stimulate me and add to the conversation, you know, but to, to your point, like, yeah, we might not be on the same level magic-wise or whatever, and but who cares? Like, don't talk to us about magic if you feel that way, you know? Like, first of all, if you come up and, like, start talking about magic, like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, this guy's so stupid or whatever. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna try and find that common ground. And, you know, it's like, we'll talk about your deck and your sideboard choices. And, like, you, you have any idea how many times, you know, like, I have made my decks go from good to great because of something I saw someone else doing. Like that is all I do. It's just like, I just steal from other people, 
You know, I, I'm looking at like all the deck lists and it's like, oh man, that guy's playing that card. I didn't think about that. That's awesome. And I, I, I make sure to like look at everyone's deck if their deck is even remotely interesting because they, they might have thought of something I hadn't, you know? So it's like, we can try and connect on the magic level or we can try and connect on a different level too, you know? Like th that is completely fine with me. We are both people, you know? There, there is no, no pedestal or anything that I'm going to stand on when I'm talking to someone else because that's just ludicrous. The thing that makes it tough, and I definitely am going to make a gross assumption here and say that you're in the minority, because the thing that makes it tough for me is that for us Magic players, we always use Magic as a kind of validation for who we are. I mean, let's face it, like we're not doing something else, we're not curing cancer, so we're spending our waking hours playing Magic, going to competitive tournaments, reading articles, preparing decks. So in a way, when you ask somebody how they're doing in a tournament, in a tournament setting, mind you, like their record is who they are at that point in time like like i have friends who are extremely salty because you know they're they're one in three that tournament or whatever right they they have to drop now and 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 i don't know it's it's really hard i wish we could get to a world where people don't feel like their record or who they or their magic results validates who they are but i feel like we haven't really gone past that you know what i mean yeah, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, for example, uh, at the Pro Tour, I was 0-4, and, and day two was 4-4. Four and four. I could have continued playing, but I dropped and went back to my room. Now, part of that was me not feeling well, um, and it was just like hard to justify me staying in the tournament because I, I wasn't enjoying myself, you know, and I, I thought that it would only make things worse. But uh, at the same point, it was just like, I was just kind of embarrassed. You know, I didn't really want to be at like the dead last table at the pro tour, just like trying to grind it out and like, you know, I I'm I don't want to say like I'm above that, but like my brain is trying to tell me that I should be above that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's yeah, it is really stupid. Like I said, uh, the the results from last week are are fleeting. You can win the tournament last week and then go O2 this week, and people are going to remember you for the O2, and that is very sad. Right. Right. You're only as good as your last game, right? I mean, that's... Yep. Yeah, and, and like you said, like, people... Um, <laughs> I think you said you'd be talking to someone who just won a big event, and it's like, they don't even remember it, because it's like, on to the next, on to the next thing, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, I remember the thing that I, I forgot about, if you want cool. to circle back real Absolutely, quick. let's do it. <clears throat> okay, so say I message Colosso, right? And I'm like, hey man, how's it going? And it goes fine. Uh, I have currently a thousand people that I'm friends with on Facebook and I've, I've curated it down to like the people that I genuinely like, like, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, whereas before I would just like add anyone at any sort of acquaintance or whatever. So it's like, I have a thousand people in my life that if I send one person that message, I would feel guilty about not messaging the other 900. Mm. So there is a hierarchy to it, you know? And it's like, I don't necessarily want to figure out what that hierarchy is because it will make me feel bad. And I don't want to message the one person because then I'll feel like I have to message the other 900 people. So again, not logical, very similar to like, you know, you only being as good as your current record or whatever. That's not logical either, but no, I mean, whatever. dude, I can totally relate to this. Uh, not to get into my side of things too much, no, but, dude, but, but just please, please share. Yeah. Please share. But, but it's like, it's like, this sounds so stupid too it's like you know i'm doing this skype call with you and, I, and i'm thinking like um you know an hour before we started like should i be skyping my mom instead you know like it's it's so stupid like like i know that we're supposed to be in the moment and and not try to like have this hierarchy but whether it's this or something else i'm always feeling like i should be doing something else like even this podcast like i feel like sh you know 
should I be doing something else? Should I be like trying to write another book or like focusing on my job or like my career? Like, like I, this, this is, I'm really passionate about this stuff, which is why I'm doing this right now with you. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like, I do have these days where I wonder like, what, what does it all mean? <laughs> you know? Yep. I do too. Which is, you know, kind of like the thesis of the post, right? It's exactly. just like you, you need some perspective. You got to figure out like the the things that are important to you, and it's not necessarily stack rank them or whatever. But it's like, what do you need right now? You know, and man, I don't know. I'm enjoying myself, so I'm glad that we're doing this. You know, but yeah, you should you should call your mom for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, you know getting in touch, um, I mean, and, and friends. I mean, is it is it difficult in general for you to get? close to people because i can imagine the magic community like you 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 know there's a lot of people you'll you'll say hi to on the street or whatever but like do you have a couple of friends who you really feel like you you connected with you know maybe even when you're having a beer or or whatnot yeah i mean it's close for me or it's tough for me to get close to people in general because of who i am not necessarily because of of magic and how everything's all surface level and stuff like that um I don't know. I, th- I think, judging from my experience of dealing with magic players, it is difficult for most people to get close to other people, especially just like right off the bat. You know, I mean, if if I run into David Ochoa and I'm like, dude, like, what's going on with your life or whatever, he's not gonna just like immediately open up to me. You know, like I don't expect that, and it it can be very very difficult. So, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of stuff that uh, I'm I'm not proud of. I don't think I'm perfect, and it's tough for me to like share that sort of weakness with people and let people in and uh the depression is certainly part of it and man uh it is tough but it's one of those things too where it's like after it happens and like you know someone sees you for like who you truly are and like they're still there like there there's no better feeling mm-hmm. so it, it is definitely something that i i wish i could do more but uh logically it makes sense and you know sometimes my my brain won't let me do it so just a defense mechanism, I guess. So who's who's the person that you're closest to right now? Maybe maybe you don't have to mention his or her name, but just like, is it someone in the magic community? Is it a family member or is it somebody else? Uh, his name is Josh Cho. And I think he would be disappointed if I didn't mention him. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it, so Josh and I talk about this all the time. It's just like, there we might be driving to some tournament or whatever. And there's like a lull in the conversation and we're having a good time and he brings this up more than me but he's just like man how are we friends and it's just a question for the ages because uh i was i was like a terrible child he was a terrible child we met at a point where if it was like one year apart difference or whatever like we probably would have hated each other and it, it's just something that we feel like is wild because I don't know. It's it's also one of those things where it's like when I met him, like I was I was good at magic. I was like winning a bunch of tournaments and stuff, and he was just like a dude that played right. And uh, now I think he is at the top of his game, and he is like kind of killing it, basically, which is great for me to see. But it's like for a long time there was like a gap in our ability that was I think pretty noticeable by most people, and we're still best friends. You know, like that that doesn't stop us. It's not. It's cool that we play magic, and it's like we have a reason to go hang out and he was one of the motivating factors behind me going to Providence. Like if I knew he wasn't going, I definitely would not have gone. But like, then again, maybe I would have just driven up to DC and hung out with him. Um, how, long, how long have you guys known each other? So we met at the first star city games invitational. And this is, 
a, a chronic magic problem where it's like I don't remember dates or anything, but I remember tournaments. Like I remember what was going on. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, this was this was Valakut, like Primeval Titan, Vampires, Blue White Control. I think you could you could play Caw Go, but not Caw Blade. Maybe. <laughs> or no, 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 no. You could play Caw Blade. You yeah. could play Caw Blade. Stoneforge was out. Yeah, Worldwick was out. Jace was out. So. Uh, but no one had found that deck yet. But yeah, the, I, I played Valakid at the tournament, and it was a really weird structured tournament, uh, different than anything else as far as like the number of people and the amount of Swiss rounds. So we no one had any idea like what record you needed to make top eight. And he was just like this random dude who I'd never seen before that was like just being very helpful with like tiebreaker math and stuff. And it's like yeah, obviously that's a, a stereotype and whatever but uh he, he said he's actually not even that good at math as far as i know so uh he was he was just trying to help like I, I don't even think that like the advice that he was giving was good or whatever but i was like oh man that was like really nice and helpful that dude right right and then it was like we would just see each other at tournaments and i don't even know at what point it was like hey next tournament we should like get a hotel together or whatever i i i, I don't know it was like i met him at that tournament now we're best friends and there is no in between it's hard to describe these good friendships, right? Like, it's really hard to, like, go back and be like, yeah, X and Y and Z happen, so that's why we're good good friends. Sometimes you just have this chemistry with somebody. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and does he, does he kind of know most of what you're going through? Like, some of the things that, you know, came out recently in the writing? Your situation and your challenges and things like that? Yeah, I mean, he, he does not suffer from depression, so it's kind of tough for him to relate it's it's tough for him to kind of like pick up like how I'm feeling sort of thing uh which is fine but I would say like for the most part like he gets me you know he just he understands me he understands my motivations what we're going through and part of why we're friends is that we can have some sort of like ethical discussion and we're basically on the same page at every point which makes it really easy you know like we we just get along in that regard uh so yeah I don't know. We we just kind of get each other, and our lives are pretty different. Like he he was working full time. He's married. Uh, he's going back to school now. He's trying to find time to play magic. And uh, last year he hit silver, deferred his Australia Pro Tour Sydney invite. So then he had two silver invites because that's just how it worked. Because they messed up. Whatever. Long story. Uh, and then he won uh, RPTQ. So now he has three invites for this year, so it's like, okay, he's got to juggle, like, family, school, magic, all this other stuff, and he's just like, you know, can I make a run in gold, and we're talking about that stuff, so it's like, now he's, like, a little bit more involved in magic than in previous years, but, yeah, our, our lives are very, very different, we have incredibly different backgrounds, but our ethical compass, I suppose, is just, like, on point, which I think is pretty important for both of us. Yeah, that's key. And uh, I, I don't know Josh at all, but man, it sounds like he's juggling a lot of things in his life. And that's, that's, uh, that's actually pretty admirable, just, just, just thinking about it. So, Yeah, he's busy. And it's, yeah, for me, it's like, oh, man, I have to like, get up and like, record a video. And <laughs> that's, that's like, really tough for me and stuff. But it's like, you know, Josh slept for five hours. Uh, he, he had like, uh, a hip problem for a little bit. Like, he had a lot of back pain and stuff. And it was like, despite that, he was still just like, go, go, go. And just like getting all this stuff done, you know, and it's like he was even like finding time to like go catch Pokemon too. So yeah, uh, yeah he had a, he had a lot going on. He's he's just like a pretty big inspiration too, you know. Just it it helps me motivate myself when I have people like that that 
you know, have a lot of stuff going on and he still manages to get it all done. So, yeah, man, that's the beautiful thing about friendship and perspective, really, right? Like just just having Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I guess just to sort of um to bookend things, I, I'm wondering, Jerry, if there's any um, anything at all that maybe we hadn't discussed that you you really wanna really wanna talk about, or any um, any kind of topics that we may have not gone deep enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I feel I feel like you know if we we certainly have not covered like every single thing, but I would be down to do a part two at some point if you want to. Yeah, I know it's it's like it's really. Yeah, it's it's really challenging to like go through everything, but I I did feel like uh, some of the things that you wanted to get off your chest. Hopefully, you did. Uh, I did absolutely, and yeah, like I said, I was nervous about posting the Reddit thing. Uh, kind of like scared of people getting a glimpse at who I am. You know, maybe shattering the illusion a little bit, where it's like, oh man, this guy has it so good or whatever. But uh, yeah, kind of scared about doing this podcast also but it just feels good you know well i mean actually on that line i do have something i want to ask you which is it, it's tough like you're, you're talking about something that a lot of folks don't directly experience i think it's kind of a a magic celebrity that i think mark rosewater wrote a, a really good article about it once um which is like you know obviously you're you're a known player a well-known pro do you feel that other people treat you differently because you are? I mean, obviously it's impossible to Ooh. know, but but do you have you ever had incidents where it's like, yeah, this person only likes me or doesn't like me because I'm Jerry Thompson, the magic player, not because I'm Jerry Thompson, the human being? No, this, this is a great question. I love this question, uh, mostly because I think I have a good answer for it. So uh, there are very few people that... I have on not like a physical list, but like an actual list where I'm just like, I, I feel like, you know, this person's kind of a scumbag. They do a lot of things for selfish reasons. And uh, I, my, my radar is not very often wrong. Like it is not uncommon for me to just be like, I don't have many interactions with this person, but I don't like them. And to a lot of my close friends, they're like, oh, that's weird, because normally you have, like, some story, like, something that backs this up or whatever, and then it's, like, six months later, they get banned for cheating or whatever. Mm, okay. Uh, so then, then there are people that are just, like, bad people, which I don't like, but, like, it, it's just one of those things where, like, I have been right enough times, and I don't think I've ever been wrong to the point where, you know, if, if this person does something horrible or if they get caught cheating or whatever, um, I would not be surprised. But there are a lot of people that I'm just like, man, I really like that person. And then someone is just like, nope, story, 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 story. And I'm just like, wow, like I would never have guessed that. And a lot of it is because people are just on their best behavior around me. And I, you know, a lot of it is like trying to curry favor, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, maybe if they get in with me, like I can hook them up with the tech or whatever. And that's, that's one of the things that I mentioned in the Reddit post where it's just like, man, like some people are just so fake. And it is, it's, it's tough to figure that out. So yeah, I would say that most people are on their best behavior around me and I don't get to see like the real side of people. And it makes me just be kind of cautious a lot of the time where it's like, all right, this guy's being really nice. What does he want? Or this guy just seems like a genuinely nice, nice person, but a lot of people hate him. What am I missing? You know, that sort of thing where it's just like, nothing is ever what it seems it feels like and people are just very complicated and yeah 
I, I mean, I'm also a person who had a very bad reputation, a well-deserved bad reputation about a decade ago where it was just like, nope, this guy's an asshole. He blew up at me for like no good reason. I hate him. And I just read that and it's like, that hurts, but it doesn't hurt because they're lying. It hurts because it's true, you know? So it's like, I'm, I'm fully aware that people can, can turn it around, right? And perspective is a very powerful thing. And, you know, once you get some of that, uh, it's harder to justify doing a lot of the stuff that impacts people negatively, you know? So, uh, I am willing to give people the benefit of the doubt a lot of the time. Um, but I'm also not necessarily going to believe that you are as good of a person as you present yourself. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic a lot of the time, but you know, we can have a lot of good interactions, but uh, if there's something telling me that like I should not be best friends with you, then I'm probably going to listen to that because my gut has been right a lot. Yeah. So how do you like? How did you develop your scumbag radar? Like, how did you? How how did you? Like, is it a is it a natural thing or what? Takes one to know one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. But it's just like, man, this guy seems grimy or something. Not even just like you know doesn't shower or whatever, but just like like slimy individual like i would buy like the worst car from this dude you know just because like they are that good at salesmanship like that sort of thing it's like it is clear that they are hiding something i don't know how i know but a lot of the time i am just on point with it so yeah you, you also mentioned things like you know you hear story and story and story about people like one of the things that i i started to realize as i started getting in touch with people to do this podcast is that Fuck! There's a lot of drama in the magic community. It's like it's sometimes ridiculous how so how 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 so much of it there is. This is this is a a very not I guess not very well known thing about me. I love drama. I love it at arm's length. You know, I, I uh, a lot of my a lot of my good stories do not involve me, for example, because I'm just like a wallflower a lot of the time. But I love the drama. I love hearing about it, and to some degree, I like kind of intervening at times and trying to fix it, especially when it's real, just about stupid stuff, you know? But it's like, I want to know who's dating who and like just all this stuff. It just, it it's my reality TV, you know? And it's like these people <laughs> that I know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm pretty good at like getting people to tell me stuff, but I'm also very good at, you know, not not betraying people's confidence, right? Like, I don't just go around, like, spreading the rumors and stuff. But I love the fact that people are willing to tell me stuff because then I get to know the drama and everything. So Yes. Uh, it, it entertains me to no end, but, yeah, there is there is a lot of it. So I guess if it was, like, pretty boring, I would probably not be very interested. So that's probably a tell right there. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's part of any community, right, is that people have stories and experiences and people want to want to share them. So I guess the... The, that's the that's 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 gonna be part of any community. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe it's just because I like the people, you know, and I I kind of like the psychological aspect of it, where what drives people to do certain things, like why did they make these actions and stuff like that, and getting to know people a little bit better through the drama makes me feel pretty good about the whole thing. Like, obviously, that's kind of a rationalization for just my guilty pleasure, but. It is what it is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, then that's absolutely why I I really 
uh, love having this chance to talk to you is because I, I really want to get inside the minds of people and figure out how they work. I mean, it's kind of kind of weird to say that, but I mean, it's, it's one of these things. Like, I, I just think this is a marvelous time where, I mean, we could, through technology, we could do this and, and we could get people to uh, hopefully, you know, gain a different perspective. So, so, Jerry, I mean, just to kind of wrap things up, did you have any particular shout-outs to anybody or anything that, um, that you want to mention at all? Nah, I, I like everyone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, if, I, if I haven't talked to you in a long time and, you know, you think that we should be friends, like you thought that we were better friends, I am truly sorry for that. My mind is very weird and I'm sorry I haven't messaged you. Uh, that, that's just like a thing that constantly bothers me. Josh Cho, you're the best. Uh, you know, Star City Games helps me pay my bills, which is great. Wizards of the Coast makes the best game ever. Uh, I love the community. Thank you, everyone, that you know responded to my Reddit thing. Um, I'm I'm very touched, and I'm glad that it, it affects so many people. You know, just like the the things that I say, the things that I do, like maybe even me just like talking about depression, opening up about it raising awareness that sort of thing like i'm i'm very very happy that i'm in the position that i'm in to be able to do those things that's awesome man i mean you just have a natural gift for uh for expressing yourself this is this is great (laughs) i will definitely do a part two jerry uh we'll definitely do one as long as you can find the time so yeah i mean uh it's been it's been awesome talking to you i i already have like you know a whole bunch of things i want to talk to you for about for part two maybe more of the backstory and things like that but uh uh, for now, I hope you can have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you again soon. You too, James. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Humans of Magic. If you have any comments or feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter, at Humans of Magic, or at James underscore HSU. Please also check out my website if you have the time. It's called writtenbyjames.com. That's writtenbyjames.com. I thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.